Hello. Thank you so much for listening to Gourmet Garbage. Before we get to the episode, I've got a huge favour to ask you. If you love what we're doing and you think we deserve it, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It's super helpful for us and it's nice to know that you like what we're doing. Thanks so much for listening and here's Gourmet Garbage. I'm Josh. And I'm Ellie. And today on Gourmet Garbage, we're pairing the food bitterballin' with more Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Gourmet Garbage. Okay, episode four, we're back onto Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And in an appropriate kind of way, I have one of the worst hangovers of my life. Ah, (laughs) too much Chardonnay yesterday. Too much shard in the park, because that's what people do these days. Um, I feel it in my face. I feel it in my earlobes. I feel it in my uterus. Mm -hmm. This is a hangover where everything tastes of metal, and I just want to die. Well, let's record a podcast. Yeah, hi guys. <laughs> hey everybody. Well, that's why I'm having rather than a wine for this section, it's it's Red Bull at the yeah. moment. Yeah, cute. Mm. I'm where this is going to be my first sober um podcast recording. <laughs> <laughs> How do I do this so bad? <laughs> I think we just need to feel it out. Okay. We'll get there. Another week of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills though. Um, two weeks is not enough. No. Should this just we should just change the podcast. <laughs> We didn't do what I'd originally planned. We were going to just stampede through the entire thing. Mm. But we didn't. Other things happened. We Chardonnay in the park. Yep. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. Chardonnay, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. What else? Did we watched something else really good recently. It's been a weird week yeah. of just strange choices. Lots of Bob's Burgers. Lots oh, of Bob's so Burgers. Good. And yeah. a lot of just lying on the bed too warm. Yeah. It's been one of those summery weeks. Yeah, we're in a heat wave. Yeah. But we're also recording... From a different location. Yeah, we're at my parents' house. (laughs) So the downstairs just staring at each other for now. Well, what do we do then? (laughs) So we're going a little more uh, foreign, I suppose, for the food this week. Yeah. The episodes um, we're watching are the season five ladies trip to Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, I thought these would be good episodes as they're kind of a staple of the best part of the later seasons of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So we're actually not like in the super late part of the show because I think we're currently 10 seasons into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So we're halfway through. But I think these were really good points of the show because this is where like Yolanda Foster joins Yolanda's Dutch and just very beautiful and married to David Foster unfortunately um she's the ex-wife of Muhammad Hadid mm-hmm. and she's the mother of Gigi and Bella Hadid the models right. okay so she also has Lyme disease so oh. a lot of that is going to be talked about okay Check for ticks, everybody. Yeah, always check under the feet. Mm -hmm. I like this part of Real Housewives just because it's a good dynamic with the ladies and they've kind of figured out the cast and the kind of people they want. This is before, of course, Erica joins, who's a fan favorite in season six. But right now it's a good cast. And then I'm sure at some point we will go, maybe in a different season, we'll go later. Even later into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Because there's so much of it, isn't there? Well, yeah, there really is. (laughs) There's a lot of crap going on right now. 
but I don't know how popular the show is mm. currently. I mean, I'm still watching it, but I think it's past its peak. Right. That might just be my opinion, but this is a good season to be talking about. All right. And so because they're in Amsterdam, we have gone Dutch for the food, and I chose a bit of a, well, it's classic Dutch pub snack, Bitterballen, which is basically floury, bready meatballs. Fried, yes. delicious, but we're trying to be a little. We're trying to be a little healthy. Yeah, the last couple of episodes we've been eating like. I mean, apart from the salad, we're just mm. we're, we're, we just don't want you guys to think that we're kind of complete chonks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> getting there, but um, yeah, no, we we want to do some healthy kind yeah. of more daily functional stuff as well. So to put next to the bitter ball in, it is. Huzerin salad or Dutch Hungarian salad, which but, sounds great. Which it's, it, I mean, it's a mayonnaise cold salad. It's kind of, it's kind of like a Dutch potato salad in a way, with a bit more to it. But I have made some adjustments because no potato salad should have apples in it. No. That's I just, I just had to, I'm, I'm, yeah. Agreed. I agreed. Do, I don't want to offend any Dutch cooks listening. I don't know how many Dutch cooks listen, but uh, you shouldn't be putting apples in your Huzerin salad. Her listener view drops to zero. <laughs> oh, it turns out all Dutch They're cooks. They're all Dutch cooks. So it should be, I think it should be a nice little bit of a snacky, not too heavy meal, but kind of enjoyable and should pair well with watching these ladies in Amsterdam for three episodes. Is the salad itself vegetarian? If you use vegetarian, well, it is vegetarian. If you want to go vegan, use some vegan mayo. Okay, but apart from the mayo, apart from the mayo, it's oh, veggie. Oh, so apparently often the salad does include steak, but we've already got meat in the bowl, so I'm not putting any meat in the salad. Yeah, no, that's cool. Also, I've heard that there's there's veggie versions of yeah. bollen as well with um, mushroom in it or oh, cheese. Yeah. I can't remember what the cheese one's called. I have, I have a Dutch friend I'll have to ask. But yeah. Yeah. Woo. Salad. And Bitterballen, some delicious food to mm -hmm. watch with three of the Amsterdam episodes. For this one, because there's a lot that goes on this trip, I thought we'd just watch all three and then review after we've gone into that dark spiral. But yeah, I think we're going to go kick my parents out of the kitchen. We're going to go boil some eggs and use all of the mayonnaise and make some breadcrumbs. Yeah, as Yolanda would say, let's go do this, ladies. <laughs> Thanks, Sean Connery. <laughs> Ready for bitter balling? Yeah, that yeah. was some labor-intensive prep. Some serious prep. I didn't sign up for that. Well, sorry I couldn't find breadcrumbs. <laughs> we literally just had to smash the shit out of some bread. <laughs> we pumiced stale bread. <laughs> Yum. So, like I said before, we're making bitter balling, which is Dutch meatballs, and some Dutch Hungarian salad. Mm -hmm. So let's go over the ingredients for the meatballs. We've got 400 grams or about a pound of diced beef. We've chopped up an onion. We've got some peppercorns. We've got a bay leaf, we've got some cloves, and we've got a few sprigs of thyme. Yes, we do. Actual thyme from the garden. Yum, finally. <laughs> All this dry thyme before. We've had thyme in everything we've cooked so far. It's, it's, I, I just, I love thyme. Okay. For the balls themselves, we've got about 55 grams of butter, we've got a cup of flour, I've chopped up two shallots or shallots, we've got a cup of milk, we've got some beef stock, we've got some water in the tap. Salt and pepper, a little bit of nutmeg, some finely chopped parsley, and some Dijon mustard. And we took most of a loaf of the cheapest white bread we could. We stuck it in the oven for ages, beat the shit out of it to make breadcrumbs. We've beaten an egg, and we've got a little bit more flour. 
Awesome. That's for the meatballs. For the salad, we got 400 grams or about a pound of potatoes, peeled them, chopped them up into cubes. We've got a cup of peas. We've got half a cup of gherkins, pickles, or cornichons, again, chopped up real small. We got a quarter of an onion, a red onion, and thinly sliced it. We hard boiled three eggs, chopped them up into cubes. Half a cup of cocktail onions, again, chopped up. We've got some mayonnaise, we've got some apple cider vinegar, we've got some ketchup, and we've got some salt and pepper. Is that everything? That's all. Cool. So, these little, <laughs> these little grunting noises are uh, is our executive producer, yeah. who has just waddled into the room. He's a very small furry chihuahua. He kind of grunts. I tried to keep him upstairs, but he really wants to be involved, so I'm going to hold him while you cook. He knows there's beef involved. So first step, we're going to take our cubed beef, put it in a saucepan, cover it with boiling water. Ooh, and it turns brown like a magic trick. And we're going to bring it to a simmer. So bitter balling normally takes hours. I'm trying to express it here like I did with the uh, beef burgundy on. It might work really well or I might completely fuck it up, but I'm excited for the results. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that there are, you know, I, I don't know what exactly in it takes so long to make though because it seems sort of like such a quick little dutch snack mm. i think it's, pre it's preparing the meat and getting all those flavors extracted but we're gonna, we're gonna do our best okay so once that comes to a simmer it's gonna get real foamy oh oh beef foam <laughs> so you want to oh. skim that foam off a little less foamy and into the pot, we're going to add our chopped onion, chopped up real small so we can get all those onion flavors out real quickly. Put the onions in. Half a teaspoon to a teaspoon of whole peppercorns. A couple of bay leaves. That does smell very Dutch. Three or four cloves. And that fresh thyme we picked earlier. Oh, there's little flowers at the end, is that okay? Take off the flowers. <laughs> so we've got three sprigs here. This is all just for flavor. Mm -hmm. Lid back on. We're gonna let that simmer while we get our salad going. All right. So now we're gonna get started on our Dutch-Hungarian potato salad. Mm -hmm. So we're going to heat up another pot. Those Hungarians and their potato salads. <sighs> the Dutch-Hungarians even. Put some boiling water in the pot. A few cracks of salt. And into it goes our potatoes, cubed. And our peas. So potatoes and peas cooking together. Potatoes and peas boiling together. We're gonna to let those, bring those back to the boil. Once that's boiling, we're gonna give it four or five minutes. That's been going for about four minutes, so we'll take the heat off and I will just squeeze past you to the sink because we're gonna drain off all that boiling water. And fill her up with cold water to stop the peas and potatoes from cooking and then drain them again. Then we're gonna put the peas and the potatoes into a large bowl. Meanwhile, our beef stew is still going in the background there. Mm -hmm. It's not really good. It's smelling amazing. We do love cooking hot beef on stifling days, don't we? It is so hot. <laughs> Sorry, it's our signature thing. Oh my gosh, I can really smell the cloves. Yeah. It's kind of like moussaka, you know, like unusual spices with mm. meat. Yeah. How it's all cinnamony lamb there. Mm. This is cloves and beef. Love it. Yum. So now we're going to put in our chopped red onion goes into the bowl with our potatoes and peas. And then our pickles slash gherkins slash cornichons and our cocktail onions in the bowl. 
and our hard-boiled diced eggs. So now in a smaller bowl, we're going to put five tablespoons of mayonnaise. My mind's changed on mayonnaise. In what way? I used to hate it. I used to think it was just the pus of condiments. And now, it's actually great with everything. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Pret, who put mayonnaise in everything, including their sodas, I think. Really? Explains yeah. why they're so viscous. <laughs> Pret is just such a wet, wet company. <laughs> and we're putting about half a tablespoon of tomato ketchup. What is mayo and ketchup mixed together called again? There's a name for it. There is a name for it, and I forgot. I think it's Thousand Island dressing. Thousand Island's got a bit more tang to it, though, I think. Yeah. But there is something for it. It's basically just what you put on chips in Belgium. And then a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. Mmm. So now it is Thousand Island dressing. (laughs) Such a spicy name for such an underwhelming condiment. And a few cracks of salt and a few cracks of pepper. Salt and pepper. And we're going to whisk that until combined. Stick your finger in and tell me if it's sweet, tangy, and creamy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be so good over just fries. Now in our large, in our large salad bowl, I'm going to place that in there, drizzle it in, and once we've drizzled that in the bowl, wooden spoon, mix it together like you would a potato salad. Get it all combined. This looks like a more acceptable Waldorf salad, minus the raisins and yeah. the apple and walnut, and basically ignore what I just said because it's nothing but <laughs> It's just creamy. Well, it's supposed to have apple in it, but why would you do that? Oh, that's why I was thinking of Waldorf yeah. salad. Fuck whoever came up with that salad. Sorry. <laughs> they are awful. Yeah, no, but this looks gorgeous. I love salads that aren't salads. A good, starchy, creamy salad. Yeah. I do love rocket, though. Or arugula. I'll have arugula. I struggle with rocket. Oh, I love it. I love how peppery it is. Mm. Just rocket with balsamic is kind of great. Arugula. (laughs) Arugula. 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 And now we refrigerate. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'll do that. Something for me to do. (laughs) Sorry, that sounded so resentful. Uh, (laughs) Oh, work. Work for me. Now we've refrigerated the salad. We're gonna get on with a little bit of this beef. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna take that, that's been stewing away in the background. Take that off the heat. We're going to drain off all that liquid, but keep everything, the beef and all the flavor. Oh my God. It just hit me in the face. It's so good. So clovey. Mm. So now we're gonna take some tongs. We're gonna remove all the beef from the pot leaving all the onions and cloves and other things in there because we're about to slice the beef even smaller. So just manually, you're just going to pull that out and chop it again? Manually pull out the beef. So once we've tonged our beef out, we'll take out our bay leaves and thyme. Ollie's digging to Mexico. (laughs) And that beef stock we had before, we're going to pour in there with the rest of the flavours and just going to put it aside. Come back to the beef, get a sharp knife, and chop it up real small. So, Mm. it is the eve of your 29th birthday. Oh my god. How do you feel? I genuinely keep forgetting it's my birthday tomorrow. What is your, what wisdom from your 28th year do you have to bestow? Um, try not to get COVID. Mm. Really, wear a mask, it's not a nice disease. I heard it was really fun. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let me assure you, it wasn't. But other than that, it's been an alright year. I mean, I met you. We started a podcast. I was a June baby, so I always had my birthday in the middle of an exam at school. Yeah. So yeah, as an August birthday in New Zealand, it was the middle of winter and just miserable. Mm. So it's kind of nice having it in the summer, even if I am melting. That's such a Leo thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> now we get a saucepan. Fry pan. Now we get a fry pan. Mm with bits of pancake on from this morning still. Adds to the flavor. <laughs> then we get the flame going, add the butter, let that melt down. So we're making a roux. Mm -hmm. This is the base of the batter. So we're taking the butter, we're gonna make a roux with the flour and the shallots. All right, the butter's mostly melted. We'll bring the heat down, get the shallots in there, very finely chopped, and a little bit of egg, because you use the same chopping board, <laughs> and the flour and stir quickly. But you know, you know this. I've seen you make a roux. Roux is one thing I can ace. You make a good roux. Practically RuPaul. <laughs> Aw, the milk has a teeny bit of parsley in it. Yum. Cute. All right, do you want to give us a little bit of milk? A little milk in there. With roux, it's all about ratio. And then we want a little bit of that beef stock. Little, yeah, a little bit in there. So this is the stock that we added our cloves and other flavors to before. I get a little more milk, please. And a little more stock. And a little more milk. And a little more stock. So you're essentially alternating the milk and stock. We started with a roux, but we're essentially turning it into a dough here. And we only used about half the flour. You may not use all the flour, but we might need to pour some more in if we find this is too sloppy. So how will you know when you've got the ratio right? So we want to use pretty much all the milk and most of the stock. And if at that point it's too sloppy, more flour. Okay. As you know, the key to a roux, don't stop in stirring. That's getting a little more dough-like now. Can I just say, this is one thing I can contribute to cooking. Do not start a roux unless you have everything on hand ready to go oh, yeah. right next to you. Oh yeah. And then I'm gonna put a bit more flour in a sec just so that we get a nice doughy texture. And then what we're gonna do once we've done that, because you don't wanna you don't wanna leave that roux in the pan, we're gonna stick it into a large steel bowl and then we're gonna add that finely chopped beef and mix. So do we have a it looks like Pancake batter. It, it's like a thick pancake batter. Yeah. It smells so good. So it's it's, a, it's that stock really, really adds to the flavour. Right. So we're going to rescue that roux slash dough and get it into a steel bowl. We want it to stop cooking and just flop it on in there. That's perfect. Stick or anything. No. Just flops on in there. So we can take that heat off for now. And now we're going to take our diced beef and get it in there too and pour a bunch on the stove <laughs> and mix that beef into the dough. So when I've had vegetable and the beef is sort of in the middle of the dough? Yeah. Is this just a whole thing? Just I'm, sort of, I'm sort of making it up a little bit oh, here because okay. this is, you know. You do what you want to do. This is your day. Well, like I say, bitterborn can be a real pain to make at home. We're trying to, we're trying to make it a little easier here. 
So now into that bowl with our beefy dough. We're gonna add our parsley. Maybe just a good, a good pinchful I'd say would be good. Don't wanna over parsley it. And then about half a teaspoon or so of Dijon mustard. And then as always, cracker salt, cracker pepper. Stir. Now that we've mixed all that dough together, we can use the same pan that we did the ribbon. We're going to basically put a bunch of oil in there and heat it up for frying the balls. If you happen to have a home deep fryer, now's the time to use it. So we'll heat that up. And then while that oil's heating up, Get yourself a plate and put down some paper towels and kitchen roll because we're going to want to soak the oil out of these once they're fried. So now we want to get a little assembly line together. We've got our dough in a bowl, we've got our breadcrumbs, I've beaten an egg in another bowl. So now we get to our dough. This is going to be sticky, but you want to take just a little bit, form it into as close as a ball as you can with that stickiness. Get it in the breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs before eggs. And then get it in the egg, and then get it back in the breadcrumbs. Oh, double, double dip. Oh my oh, yeah. goodness. Oh yeah. What kind of a day is this? And then put that bowl in your hot oil and just keep going with that dough. It's a fun food trivia. They're not called bitter balling because they're bitter. Obviously they're not bitter. But because these are bar snacks, you have them with an aperitif like bitters. Oh, how cute. Yeah. This is an exceptionally sticky dough. Well, no, it's good if you just get, if you keep it moving. Mm. It's like that stuff that doesn't really stick to you as long as you keep it moving quickly. <laughs> that they made us touch in school all the time. Oh yeah, a non-Newtonian fluid. We're a comedy and education podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And that's all the vegetable in. So now we just fry those. Give them a give them a flip when they're looking crispy on one side. Oh yeah. Can I wash my hands, please, before I throw up? Absolutely. Thank you. Is that not the texture for you? I don't love the texture. This is what I imagine a surgeon feels like once he's done bowel reconstructive surgery. Especially when he puts the old bits of bowel into the fry pan on the side of the surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Lunchtime. The poor interns haven't eaten for days. <laughs> So you want to flip them a bit, you want to get them sort of crispy golden brown, dark golden brown, and once they're sort of cooked like that on both sides, get them into the kitchen roll, get that extra grease off them, serve them up with the salad. You can dip them in a bit of mayonnaise or whatever dip you want and uh, enjoy. Sriracha? Sriracha would be delicious, we should get that out. Hot sauce? Yeah. Brown sauce? Yeah, whatever you want. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's eat. Condiment rampage! <laughs> Okay, so I was, I mean, I was feeling pretty blown away, highly strung after the two episodes last week, but my God, I need to watch more immediately after this. Yeah. I'm stressed. I'm... We, we were going to watch the three Amsterdam ep episodes, but we stopped after the second one because kind of the main drama section of what we wanted to cover was over and Josh had clearly a tension headache and looked yeah. close to tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was quite a couple of episodes. Yeah, and compared to the kind of the fight of game night, this was Oof. so much more. Well, if I saw this at a table at a restaurant, which is where it happened, I would just be like, "Let's just take this to go and let's, or get let's room service." <laughs> get the hell out of here! Yeah, it was yeah. a lot. But how was the food, by the way? Just so, briefly. 
so the bitter bolin with the salad, we put a little gherkin on the side. Yeah. I would, I kind of would describe this as like a Cold War era professor running across the street from his university to have um, a bite to eat with one of his students and to tell her that their affair can't continue. That's what the uh, cafe would serve. Just that little cute lunch. It was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. Well, just quick fun note on the salad because we were questioning how Eastern European influenced is it. Turns out the Husarin Salad is named after the Hussars, who were the Hungarian light cavalry, went on exploratory missions behind enemy lines. But if you're not going to be noticed by the enemy, you can't just go into a cafe. So you take your own salad. Mm. I guess some of them left their Tupperware in the Netherlands and they found it and started making it. Absolutely. Military history, reality TV. And um, what more do you want on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were disagreeing. You were like, no. <laughs> I was going, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, should we go through that episode? Yeah. So, as from before, we still have Kyle and Kim Richards, these mm-hmm. troubled sisters. So, Kyle's got her shit together. She's got a great husband. She's got a family. Kim has her daughters or kids too, but she's um, a single mom. At this point in the show, it is very clear that um, her alcohol issues have come to a head at some point. She's been in rehab and it's been acknowledged and she's in active recovery and the girls are still scared of her and tipped around her a lot. We've got Lisa Vanderpump, who is just a condescending older British yeah. rich woman who is um, quite cruel with her humour, but then they'll confront her and she'll be like, oh, that's just British humour, which, yeah. um, no, I'm British. I'm not an asshole. That's not an excuse. No. It's like the same thing of people who just blame their bad behaviour on their star sign. It's like, <laughs> I'm a Virgo, I can't help it. Um, so we've got Lisa. I, I do, I, she is entertaining. I just, I, yeah. she can be pretty mean in, in the latest seasons um Mm. she definitely gets called out for it and finally she can't fight back anymore and just leaves the show oh yeah brandy glanville is uh now one of the housewives Mm -hmm. still very problematic still gorgeous her face is becoming less and less human (laughs) she's still very beautiful yeah but um she needs to stop okay we've got yolanda hadid Mm -hmm. uh so the mother of Gigi and bella hadid and the ex-wife of mohammed Mm -hmm. um, hadid she's married to the extremely problematic david foster who bonks everything that moves and she is so dutch she's dutch she seems very kind of elegant uh she's very boring i was a fan of her until i kind of saw this youtube compilation of her telling her daughters not to eat right <laughs> like okay she's like her daughter's like mom i'm gonna pass out she goes just have an almond <laughs> <laughs> just have a handful of almonds you'll just... be right as rain <laughs> And her daughter's like, okay. It's but, yeah. a Dutch way. Just almond. It's Dutch. Just an almond. <laughs> and a tulip. Um, Eileen <laughs> Davidson, who's fun. She's a real, not reality show star. What is it? She's soap opera. She's in, what, like Days of Our Lives or something like that? Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. She's 100% the same kind of one of the group. She reminds me a little bit of my mom, actually. Your mom you would have been great on Days of Our Lives. <laughs> Well, Eileen seems like a, um, you know, what is it? A ship in a storm? A rock in a storm? What is it? What's the phrase? It depends on what you're, tr- what you're trying to say What's about What's happening her. in the storm? No, I, I think she's a, a voice of reason. Bit of a safe harbour. Yeah, mm. yeah. She's a safe harbour. Mm. And then Lisa Rinna, Ooh. who is just wild. She loves white wine. She loves her husband, Harry Hamlin. She always calls him Harry Hamlin. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> she, boy, does she love hair product. Yeah. Her hair is, her is, hair is so solid. Like, yeah. it doesn't move. It's her amazing. Her hair is up, down. 
east, west, all over. I want to know what she's using. She's had the same hair for a long old time. Yeah. Um, but it suits her. Go for it. Yeah. So yeah, that's the cast. So what happened to this episode was it kind of opened with more of Kim <laughs> trying to start shit with Kyle. This is so this is the first thing I noticed. That dynamic between the sisters seems much more close to a breaking point. Yeah, or it's quite different. Beyond repair. Yeah. And much more negative than game night. Yeah. I I feel terrible for Kyle. She's obviously just run ragged by her sister's yeah. antics. She's worked so hard to defend her sister for years. Her sister's finally admitted she has a problem. She's getting help, but she still can't catch a break with yeah. the way her sister behaves, you yeah. know. It's sad. I, I mean, yeah, that that was it was pretty rough yeah. to watch. The first part of the episode was kind of uninteresting. I mean, they did this sort of scavenger hunt around Beverly Hills, which basically <laughs> led to Yolanda saying, Amsterdam, we're going to Amsterdam, girls trip, here we come. It was basically a product placement tour of shops in Beverly Hills. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah there was a funny scene where they all had to drink a milkshake <laughs> to like find the next clue and they made such a big deal about it. They're like, I don't want chocolate. Okay, you have it. You have the whole thing. No, you have the whole thing. Well, you I said you this. could have vanilla, but you wanted chocolate. I don't want, I didn't, I, who here, raise of hands, who here wants chocolate? Okay. Well, you're being greedy. I don't want chocolate. Do not do almond milkshake here. <laughs> Just a couple of almonds, actually, ladies. <laughs> so Yolanda announces we're going to Amsterdam. Yeah. And in the classic sort of Real Housewives way that I've seen a couple of times now, they're all enjoying a wind-up lunch and all of a sudden, holiday. Holiday girls trip. Woo! So I'm going to give you all an envelope. And it's teamwork. Let's make one word out of it. Great. I have an A. I have an M. I have an S. America. Amsterdam. Yeah! Woo, woo. And then, um, so let's just start from them being in Amsterdam, mm -hmm. off the plane. Mm -hmm. Kim starts shit with Kyle for no reason. Immediately. She, yeah. yeah. And Kyle's like, okay, this is going to, you know, this is going to be a fun trip. Yeah. Lisa Ren is on the plane heading to Amsterdam with Kim and she's saying how she's had a lot of history with addiction in her family yeah. and Kim is just like not interested she doesn't want to hear it she doesn't want to talk about it she says drop it now drop it now I feel like a scolded child I am coming from a good place I am not a hurtful mean person I don't get mad at people I don't raise my voice I'm nice she seemed excessively defensive because, it, it, to me, it came across as just a friendly conversation. Yeah. You will learn the more you watch. Lisa is very much into into the drama. Right. Okay. So this was She's, some I mean, I, I mild shit-stirring. I'm sure, maybe. yeah. Well, I don't know even shit-stirring. I think she does genuinely care for her, but also she wants to kind of get in on the drama. Right. Yeah. Okay. One thing that is kind of huge to note is that Brandy mm. and Kim are actually really good friends at this point in the show. So Which surprised me. Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, probably for you, going from last week where they were at each other's throats mm. at the dinner at the uh, at the really fun game night with all that furniture, um, to them <laughs> being actually really close friends now, um, and it's kind of them against the rest of the group. Yeah. So that's the dynamic. So just before we get into this, there's a question I have now after those two episodes. So if you can just give me like a little a little explainer, a little cliff notes on what the fuck happened at poker night. <gasps> Oh, poker night. Yeah, they because had a that was mentioned a few times. Yeah, they had a flashback. Kim was acting drunk. Right. Everyone got there uncomfortable. Kyle kind of manhandled Brandy as Brandy was oh, shit. taking Kim out of the house. Yeah. Was it at Brandy's place? No, it was at Eileen's home. Right. 
Brandy throws a pizza on the floor. Yeah, I should watch that episode. It's good. Yeah, but that's like kind of the first time where you realize like, oh shit, Brandy is kind of driving a wedge and um, enabling him again. Because I feel like a lot of the emotions that were stirred up at Poker Night perhaps led to what happened in Amsterdam. I think it definitely did. Yeah, you're right. We should should have probably watched that in preparation. (laughs) I kind of remember it. One of the funny bits is when you look back at the episode, there's a shot of them all shouting at each other in the driveway and then you just see Eileen's husband just peering through the garage window. <laughs> There's just like you d- it's just in the background his little face looking through the window. It's so cute. He's like <laughs> Okay, we need to go back and watch. That. Yeah, we will. <laughs> so Yolanda sits them all down around the table. She goes, "We should uh discuss things uh in our life that we want to share or just one of those like, you know, uncomfortable conversation yeah. starters." Um and then she talks about how her daughter got a DUI and how that was <laughs> Just such a changing moment in her life. My daughter got a DUI. The thought of what could have happened to her, like it shook me, you know, but um, I just wanted to share that with you girls because I think sometimes we talk, you know, we try to hide all these things from each other and, you know, just to pretend that we're all so perfect. Well, guess what? We're not perfect. My life isn't perfect either. Just the things we should talk about. Yeah. And uh, Lisa talks about her sister who passed away mm. um, after struggles with addiction. Yeah. And um, it's a very kind of moving moment. The girls will seem very sort of sympathetic until Kim, it kind of cuts to her and she just looks so pissed yeah. that Lisa's brought it up again in yeah. front of the group. So And Lisa's saying, I'm sorry I come across a bit strong, Kim, but it comes from a place of love. And Kim's just like shaking with rage. Yeah. Lisa... I have been sober for three years. And in three years, my friends right here and my family have not ever seen me like that in three years. Kim just completely shuts her down. It leads to Kim having a fight with pretty much everyone at the table, just yeah. calling out. She she she's you know shouts at Eileen, who's just like, What's wrong with you? What's your Kim, you're you're just behaving pathetic. Yeah, so Kim, um, Kim's just like, well, I don't like you either, Eileen. I don't like your hair. I don't like your face. And yeah, and then she said, I've had enough out of you, you beast. Mm. (laughs) Eileen's like, you're calling me a beast? (laughs) Yeah. You're a beast. I'm not talking to you. And I'm just shut your f***ing mouth. I've had enough of you, you beast. Beast? Yes. How dare you? And then just more more cattiness. And then Lisa says something, or someone says something about a husband. And Kim's like, oh, you want to talk about your husband? And then Lisa's like, don't talk about Harry Hamlin. And then the fight, they actually, she lunges across the table for Kim's neck. That's right, yeah. Kim stands up. Someone throws a glass. Lisa smashes a glass at the table, yeah. screaming. They're all screaming. Yolanda's like, just have an almond. Don't touch just my saying. husband. Ever. Just saying. Don't you ever. You don't want out for everybody to know. You better watch what you talk about me or everybody will know. Everybody will know. my husband. Everybody will know. You understand that? And and then Kyle, which I think is the my favorite shot of all this. Because right before this, when everything was smashing up, I think I nearly smashed something just out of yeah, like a just sim- involuntarily. A, a smash. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, everyone's smashing from the web. <laughs> Google Assistant's getting in on the podcast today. Um, 
But then followed by the greatest, one of my favorite shots I've ever seen in reality TV was just Kyle running out of the restaurant into <laughs> a billow of steam. I don't know where the steam was Kyle, coming from, but it was incredible. Kyle just runs. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. It was the best. Yeah, great, great <laughs> fight or flight response. She flew rapidly. It was just a really quick, sudden fight, kind of out of no, kind of not out of nowhere, but it just it happened all very it fast. Happened quickly, and yeah. all the all of the ladies are just shaken, crying in different parts of the street. Happened you know. quickly and escalated beyond what I would have expected. Yeah, my God. And Kim's just like, go after your new friend, Kyle. Like, oh, and Kyle's yeah. like, I can't defend you. Yeah, like, I can't defend you when your behavior is indefensible. It was just really heartbreaking. Yeah, but yeah, holy crap! Yeah, <laughs> the way she runs—it's <laughs> because like her little cape was whipping yeah. behind her, and there was steam from the just restaurant into the into this <laughs> cloud of steam. It was—I don't know. Goodbye. It was it was poetic. It was poetic. Yeah, Yolanda says, "Girls, this is not the way to communicate." Yeah, this is. <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't even I don't even know what to say. I don't know. I mean that is not the way to communicate. No shit, Yolanda. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> yeah, I said last week how uh I really liked Brandy. She's so great, she's my fave. I forgot she is kind of fucking toxic. Yeah, this is yeah. I, I like I, I, I think early Brandy was cool and I had her back I like, think I was like, yeah, underdog. Now she's just yeah. I wasn't sure how to feel about Brandy last week, but then this week I was like, oof, no, I don't... Mm. Yeah, she's yeah. toxic. I think she may be driving a wedge as well between yeah. Kim and Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, Kim and Lisa have kind of this very frightened reconciliation in the hotel room the next morning. Which, what I loved about this was phenomenal editing. Right after Lisa saying, I will never talk to her again, it's Kim knocking on her door <laughs> and talking to her. And Lisa apologizing. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sorry I didn't come to you. Me too. I am sorry I didn't come to you because just, I really was coming from a good place. If you and I can come from kindness, we can we can be okay. It's weird. I've actually been there though, where I know the other person is massively in the wrong, but mm. like me with my fear of confrontation and just wishing there was no fighting going on, I've totally been there where I've apologized. Yeah. And it sucks, but like, I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. It's yeah. not the right way to go. Kim should have apologized, but yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is actually Kim's last season on the show, or it okay. might be the one after. Um, but yeah, she leaves after this, <laughs> soon after this. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's kind of it for the fight. Yeah. The other kind of bit that I wanted to talk about, because it did really crack me up, was when all the girls went to a um, one of like the bulldog cafes or something in Amsterdam. The, the pot cookie shop. Yeah, the pot cookie <laughs> shop. We're going to go to a pot cookie. And um, the girls were all just like, oh, my God, I can't do I, I'm a mother. I don't know. Oh, my God. And we all know they've done so much coke yeah. like before <laughs> before like they started filming. They're just like, what a pot cookie? What's, what's in a pot cookie? Very bad PR to ever admit to that. <laughs> no, but in all of I think I'm getting a contact high. It may be psychological. Brandy is so pissed off at all of them. Yeah. Brandy, and then Brandy calls out Kyle. Was everyone here pretending like they've never smoked pot in their lives? The last time I smoked pot, I was with you, so let's not pretend like we're angels. <laughs> Thanks, Brandy. Sure. <laughs> I don't want to say that because of my children, Brandy. Well, you don't want to say it, then go do it. I'm not. Okay. But I don't want to say that because of my kids. She's dangerous and she just throws things out there. Not f***ing cool. But, like, I don't blame her because Kyle is being so annoying. I can, yeah. 
She's like, it's in the air. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm just, this is wild. Girls were wild. Someone yeah. hold us back. Like having like a nibble of a pot cookie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we get it. You're so naive. <laughs> You're a mother. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I just can't. This is so great. I'm scared. It's like, shut the f- up and have some cake. And I could kind of see both sides of that as well again, because yeah, Kyle was being super fucking annoying. And if <laughs> she has had a joint or two with Brandy before, then sure, there's a bit of hypocrisy there. But at the same time, if there's something that there's sort of a bit of an understanding that you don't talk about while the cameras or microphones are on and someone breaks that, that's shitty too, I think. Yeah. So there's, just like last week, I can see both sides. I both think they handled it poorly. Okay, well, yeah, I agree. Um, There is so much about this show that I find really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's been housewives that just have added nothing to the table. Well, I I started off this episode uh, thinking Eileen might be forgettable, but then every time she came in with a hilarious quip, I was like, no, I like you, Eileen. Yeah, I like Eileen. You're fun. Well, yeah, we like her. Um, Yolanda's struggle with Lyme disease has been really interesting. Mm. The girls were pretty cruel to her. Uh, I think it's later on when Yolanda's um, suffering from Lyme and they Mm. basically say she probably has Munchausen's because they're not seeing any of the symptoms because a lot of Lyme symptoms are so internal and come and go in waves throughout the rest of your life. Like, I know people with Lyme disease, it affects everyone in different ways. And they're like, yep, might be Munchausen's, which is just like, okay, Lisa has a whole lot of drama with the girls, ends up leaving. I've yeah. noticed since Lisa Vanderpump left the show, there's so much less tension between the group. But no tension, not as much interesting drama. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. When Erica Girardi joins, that's probably, we're probably going to have to do a later, later <laughs> um, season of the most recent. Yeah season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills at some point, maybe when the season's over. So we'll probably revisit, but that's a very interesting dynamic. But I'd say like kind of the middle seasons are the most fun right. of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So you got to work your way up to yeah. it. I just feel like I've got so much more to watch and I cannot stop after those two episodes. Jesus. Yeah, I think... Well, I really liked Taylor. If you have never watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills before, you will have seen the woman screaming at cat meme. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that is Taylor from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And her screaming is actually her screaming at um, Camille, who's, Mm. uh, you know, was on the earlier seasons. And that is such a dark story. Why she's shouting is because she was outed that her husband is a massive abuser. So whenever I see that meme, I'm like, ooh, that is dark. Like, it's very funny, but that is a fucked up story behind it, you know? But she, I, I don't know, I kind of liked her as a character on the show. Um, I miss her and I kind of want her to come back. I mean, I, don't, I think I might be alone there. I don't really see much online love for her, but I just want to see her happy now. Yeah. She's got a new husband. Things seem good. Um, Camille is floating around at the moment a lot. Also batshit crazy. I think she compared herself to Brett Kavanaugh in an episode where she's like, I've been called out for stuff and haven't been believed. And it's like, no, forget it. You're dead to me. No. Yep. Rough. Um, (laughs) I mean, that's really all I can think of. There's been housewives I just never thought about again. Right now, Denise Richards is adding a lot of drama. Yeah. Shit's interesting right now. I'd keep going. We're going to probably revisit. I kind of wanted to go through my least favorite and favorite uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills taglines. All right. So I think, let me start with a favorite. 
Mm-hmm. One of the ones I like is Lisa Vanderpump's. Life isn't all diamonds and rosé, but it should be. <laughs> yeah. That... <laughs> um, Brandy's. Money doesn't give you class. It just gives you money. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I agree, Brandy. Solid philosophical lesson from Brandy. <laughs> I like Kyle's. I'm an expert on luxury, and I can always spot a fake. Mm. Okay, so ones that um, <laughs> there I I wouldn't say it's the worst, but one that Lisa Renna does. She does it in this really weird voice. My advice to you: don't hustle the hustler. Don't hustle the hustler. <laughs> <laughs> At face value, implies she's scamming people. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> Hmm. Interesting. Yolanda has a kind of a boring one. I like to have fun, but I don't play games. <laughs> this awful one from a housewife called Joyce. I don't even remember her last name, but I remember she says, which bothered me. Yeah. She goes, you could never be too young, too thin, or too honest. Oof. Ew. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. You can be all of those things. Yeah, you absolutely can. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the last tagline that Lisa Vanderpump has before mm. she leaves the show is, You can stab me in the back, but whilst you're there, kiss my ass." <laughs> kind of cool. A, a logistical challenge, though. Okay, and the worst one of all, the one that I just was like, huh. So Erica Girardi's season six. I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> like, what? Mm. All right. Well, look, I'm, I'm look, I'm glad you found yourself. <laughs> Jeez. Just like, yeah. Me too. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm ready to move on from Roller Side of Beverly Hills to be honest. All right. Well, I'll I'll watch a little bit once you've fallen asleep. Yeah, tonight, I want to get back into the yeah. the danker <laughs> kind of. This I want to get back to the dregs of humanity. It was, it was, an, I think it was, not that I didn't enjoy it, but it was an emotional challenge at times. You said that I was holding my face at points, which I didn't even realize. Yeah. I mean, you went full kind of, uh, I need to go to sleep after that. <laughs> I just need to forget that that exists. Be reminded that humanity's okay. <laughs> yeah, not really. So how do we feel? Overall, about the food, where are we going to put that? That was a solid eight out of ten. Okay, eight out of ten. All right. The salad was incredible. It was light and it was interesting, with a little bits of kind of pickled onion in yeah. it. Just made it different. Yeah, and the peas. I thought the peas were an interesting yeah. little addition. It was a great salad. The bitter mm. and was so interesting. I think if we'd done it with a slow cook kind of version, yeah, it would have been an eleven out of ten. All right. We were a little panicky and rushed. We were. And, and by um, we, I mean you. I was just <laughs> I was just drinking a... What was I drinking? A Malbec. Mm, <laughs> I'm just um, there with my Malbec. Mmm, that smells delicious. And <laughs> advice to anyone making their own breadcrumbs. Three quarters of a loaf is too many breadcrumbs. Yeah, there were so many breadcrumbs. <laughs> uh, I was like, I'm going to go Michael Scott feed some birds in the park now with a turtleneck. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad it turned out how it did because I haven't made either of those dishes before and you were very nervous because you were making it for my parents as well as me first meal i've made for your parents <laughs> so you know it was a big night for everyone i involved. was really really proud of you it was delicious <sighs> but yeah i'd say eight out of ten um and it would be 11 if we tried the bitter ball and again with yeah, uh, more time if we had eight hours yeah <laughs> and no one got time for that no. no one has eight hours not when you're recording a podcast yeah please i'm very yeah 
extremely impressed. All right, nice. And for you, what would you rate um, the Amsterdam episodes of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Just because of how enthralled I was by it and how it hooked me spiritually and emotionally, that's a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. The only thing that would raise it to a 10 out of 10, genuinely, and I did think this multiple times through the episode, this is just my little personal dream of what would make it so good. I wanted Dana in Amsterdam. Dana's just on the streets outside her home, just people walking past. She goes, oh, thanks, it's Valentino. She goes, oh, yeah, oh, oh Fendi, Fendi Hills. <laughs> she can't walk in these Fendis. I just feel like a little bit of Dana bullshit on the side would have maybe cheered me up a bit from we some have, of the more emotional parts of that. We, there's bullshitters later on in the season. Okay. Right, we, we, we get our bullshit quota for I'm Housewives. Glad. I'm glad. But yeah, okay, so that's it for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We will, we will cover more Real Housewives shows yeah. in future. We're not going to really specify which <laughs> ones, but we are going to try and get a broad selection in yeah. there. So yeah. for now, that was all, that's all for Bravo for oh. a few episodes. We're going to revisit, but yep, thank you, Andy Cohen. I need to take a 72-hour Bikram yoga session. <laughs> God. Yeah, Bikram yoga is not a good type of yoga to do. Just need to detox and feel gross. <laughs> So no more Bravo, but there's definitely still a lot more good stuff coming up. Yeah, I oh know more Bravo, but just we're going to give it a maybe a, <laughs> a little bit of time. We're, we're putting Bravo on furlough for a little bit. Yeah, Bravo's oh god triggered. Yeah, no. <laughs> sorry, I'm on furlough. If I, hey, listen, if any VFX artists out there know of any jobs going, <clears throat> anyway. Um, so I think we should talk about the Instagram. Yeah. Gourmet Garbage Podcast. Check us out for updates, for pictures, and to find the recipes. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also still tweeting GIFs on Twitter, even though no one uses Twitter these days. We're at GG the podcast. So, you know, feel free to just stop by so I don't feel like I'm completely <laughs> wasting my time Imagine on Twitter. If we, yeah, if we had like literally every platform covered. What's the one that everyone used as teenagers? So check out our TikTok. <laughs> 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 oh god we don't have a tiktok uh yeah please don't you can email us hello at gourmetgarbagethepodcast.com with any requests as always you know recipes to try stories about whatever we just kind of want to read out some fun stuff on the show yeah so yeah please please email us or job offers or uh discounts for sound design courses as well yeah, you can check out my CV yeah. on LinkedIn. You know, someone, you know, yeah. someone for a lot yeah. really could use some work. And then we've got the website, gourmetgarbagethepodcast.com. The recipes are all there, as well as links to everywhere you can listen to us. I'm on Eleanor underscore follows on Instagram. And I'm on J-W-O-O-O-T, also on Instagram. And I think I do have a TikTok account. I've just never put anything on you it. serious? So, Please. Yeah. Please. That'll kill our sex life. I don't want to see any of that. <laughs> There's nothing on it. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> and other than that, we'll uh, see you again next Wednesday. Yeah. For more food and garbage TV. Woo. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Gourmet. Garbage.